0: Alright, welcome in to the Wasatch Basketball Podcast, part of the Wasatch Podcasting Network. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. In today's episode we will be continuing our be continuing our mock off season series. Um I know it's been like a month since I did the first episode of this and the season is just about to get going again, so we gotta get some episodes pumped out and get the get this thing finished. Um so today we are covering the Western Conference. Um and we covered the Eastern Conference about a month ago. If you need to hear that episode, it is available on the channel. Um, so just to uh, remind you of what we have going on here. Um, I took all 30 teams and ran them through. I had each team make at least one trade. Um, we ran them through the mock draft, ran them through free agency. And now I'm just going to kind of tell you what I came up with. Um, the way I could see things happening in the off season, but I will tell you if, if none of these things happen, not a single one out of the hundred plus moves I have in here, I wouldn't be shocked by that. Um, but I just kind of wanted to give you an idea of where the teams are at and what they can be doing to continue to improve their teams. Um, so we'll go ahead and start with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, the Dallas Mavericks are the seventh seed going into the, to the playoffs this year or into the, uh, start of the restart of the regular season. Um, they're, they're a team that's, that's led by Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic. Um, but they do have a lot of solid veterans around those guys, but they, they just haven't quite found the right combination of guys to really have. Huge amounts of success. They have a great offense. This last year, they were one of the greatest offenses ever in NBA history, according to offensive rating. Um, The defense is where they really struggle. Um, So they're going into this offseason. Their free agents are Courtney Lee, J.J. Barea, and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. They have the number 18 and the number 31 pick, and they have $4 million in cap space. Um, I think their biggest needs are a second ball handler with Luka Doncic. Um, Jalen Brunson does a good job of this when he's healthy, um, but when he's he is out, there's really not another guy on this team that can handle the ball handling duties. Um, and then also I think they need to find a wing defender. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith has done a good job of this in the past, uh, but I really think they need to put their... Uh, their focus into finding a great wing defender, somebody that can take on guys like LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, these type of guys. Um, But, you know, there's a short supply of guys that can do that. Um, But I think the Mavericks really need to put their effort into trying to find one of those guys. Um, So the trade that I came up with for the Mavericks is a trade with the Heat. Um, They are sending Dorian Finney-Smith, Justin Jackson, and Boban Marjanovic to the Heat. In return, they're getting Kelly Olenek and the number 23 pick. So this does a few things. Um, Now, they do lose Dorian Finney-Smith, who's probably their best wing defender. Um, But I think somebody of his caliber of defender, I think you can replace. The other two are are guys that, that can be valuable, but don't get very many minutes with the team. Um... In-game Kelly Olenek, they get a guy that, just like Maxi Kleba, can play the center or the power forward. Um, about six foot eleven, Gives them a lot of size. Gives them another three-point threat um, from the big position. Um, and getting the number 23 pick, I, I think the Mavericks would be wise this season to try and add as much young talent as they possibly could. Um, to go along with Luka and Kristaps, they've got... Like I've said, they've got solid veterans, but I'd like to see them find some guys to develop to mold around um, their two big stars. The so next team in the Western Conference is the Denver Nuggets. Um, the Nuggets, uh, free agents going into the soft season, are Paul Millsap, Mason Plumley, Troy Craig, Noah Vonley, Troy Daniels, and Jeremy Grant. Um, Jeremy Grant has a player option, but he has said that he is not going to be picking that up, so he will be an unrestricted free agent uh, when we get to free agency this year. Um, they currently have the number 21 pick. Um, that's here. Um, as far as cap space goes, the Denver Nuggets have $5.5 in cap space going into this year. Um, their biggest needs are going to be At the small forward position Um, hopefully Michael Porter jr. can really uh, show out and become the guy that they need there and that and then they also need help at the power forward like I said Paul Millsap and Jeremy Grant are free agents I expect at least one of them to be back with the team Um, but really wouldn't be shocked if both of them were to leave um, for other opportunities and then they would need to find another power forward to fill that spot. Um, So I have the Nuggets doing two trades. Um, These trades are mostly to get some young talent and to get some picks. First trade is with the Knicks. They're sending uh, Gary Harris to the Knicks for Alfred Payton and Dennis Smith Jr. and the number 27 pick. Um, The other trade is with the Raptors. They're sending uh, Black Concord to the the Raptors for Stanley Johnson um now in these with these trades um losing Gary Harris is a big blow for the Nuggets he's been with the team for a long time he's probably their best defender on guards um but they need they need somebody at that shooting guard position that can really shoot they can really hit a lot of threes help space the floor and Gary Harris just has not been able to do that in the last couple years um in the trade with the Raptors, it's mostly to get the number fifty-eight pick, but I think Stanley Johnson, um, put with the right coaching, I think he could still be a very effective defender in the NBA. And losing a guy like Black co um really isn't that big of a blow to this team. So the next team to So the next team to cover in the Western Conference is the Golden State Warriors. Um, As you know, the Warriors this year had a really tough year. Uh, Steph Curry was hurt for most of the year. Clay Thompson was out the entire year. Um, They lost Kevin Durant. They got um, D'Angelo Russell out of it. They eventually traded D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins. Um, Draymond Green, because they weren't in a position to be one of the best teams in the league, really did not care. And so he was not effective on the court. Um, one thing that did happen, though, is some of these younger guys got an opportunity and they showed that they can be contributors with this team. Um, guys like Marquise Chris, um, Eric Pascal, Damian Lee, Kai Bowman. These are guys that either didn't have NBA contracts coming into this season or were kind of forgotten. And really did a great job this year of showing out and uh, getting themselves NBA contracts and being able to be with this team heading forward um, as far as free agents for the Golden State Warriors they have Dragon Bender and, and Chasen and Randall which Chasen Randall we never really saw him play with the Warriors um, he was playing in the Chinese League the Warriors signed him and then the league got suspended um, he may have played a game or two, but I don't think he ever actually got to play with the Warriors. Um, and as far as picks for the Warriors go, they are projected to have the, the number one pick, the number 48, and the number 54. And they are $34 million over the cap. I think their biggest needs are to solidify the center position. I think Marquise Chris and Kevon Looney can help out there, but I think getting another one um, would really help them a lot here. And then, I think, finding more depth at the small forward. Um, at the wing in general, they have Wiggins and Thompson, but other than that, they really don't have much size or defense on the wing. They have some guys that can put the ball in the basket, but no, no, nobody that can really defend on the wing. Um, so I have the Warriors making two trades before we get to the draft and free agency. The first one is to send Andrew Wiggins... Um, to the Cavaliers along with the number 50 or number 54 and number 48 pick. In return, the Cavaliers are sending them Andre Drummond and Alfonso McKinney. Um, so Wiggins is going back to the team that drafted him. Um, he never actually played with the, the Cavaliers, um, but they are looking to kind of stockpile young talent and move towards a rebuild. Um, and in Andre Drummond, the Warriors are getting that great starting center that they need. Um, He's only on a one-year contract, so after this year um, they'll be able to clear all that money. And then Alfonso McKinney actually played for the Warriors just last season. Um, He's a guy that can be you know, kind of a fourth or fifth wing, um, play some solid defense, hit some threes while he's in there. Um, But you're not really expecting a ton out of the guy. Um, The second trade that I had the Warriors making was with the Memphis Grizzlies. The the to the Grizzlies, the Warriors are sending Kevon Looney, Damian Lee, and Justin Toscano Anderson. In return, they're getting Tyus Jones. Um, this gives them a super solid backup point guard, which is something they really just haven't had in the time of Steph Curry. I mean, they've had Sean Livingston, but he would play with Steph Curry a lot. Um, and there there would be times where neither of them are on the court and the team would kind of struggle at that point to create offense and Tyce Jones is a decent defender too um, this also allows them to open up a few roster spots um, that they can use uh, they have their trade exception from trading away Andre Iguodala that they can still use so they can take somebody on that makes 17 million or less a year um, And it will allow them to pick up extra draft picks if they want um, to continue building the young talent on this team. The next team to cover is the Houston Rockets. Um, The Rockets fully committed to the small ball this year. Um, They really don't have a normal center on the roster anymore. <clears throat> except for Tyson Chandler, but he hardly ever plays. Um, they had Isaiah Hartenstein, but they decided to release him this year and bring in David Nwaba instead. Um, but as far as free, agency, free agents for the Houston Rockets, they have Tyson Chandler, Tobias Felosha, Bruno Caboclo, Damari Carroll, and Jeff Green. They have no picks currently. And they are $16 over the cap. Um, I think their biggest needs this summer are to find a center, one that fits with their system, um, that can fit into this small ball system and give them more depth at that position. Um, I think they need to find a backup point guard. Um, Austin Rivers does an okay job there, but it would be nice for them to have Somebody that win Harden and Westbrook are out can run the offense. And then they need to keep building up more uh, wings. Um, a few years ago, they had Ariza, Mute and they ran that super switching defense. And I think they still have the, um, the personnel, especially with a guy like Robert Covington on the roster, to still do stuff like that. And so I'd like to see them grab more guys in that you know six six to six nine size with long wingspan good defenders um, to make sure that they don't aren't getting killed on the defensive end so the one trade I have them making is with the Raptors um, they send uh, they're sending Eric Gordon to the to the Raptors for Norman Powell and Pat McCaw, um, the Rockets are also receiving the number 28 pick in this draft. Um, so for the Raptors, receiving Eric Gordon gives them a guy that can do a lot of scoring off the bench. Um, can also play with the starters. He had a 50-point game this season. He's a guy that can be it's, it, instant offense when you need him to be. Um, For the Rockets, getting Norman Powell gives them a guy to replace Eric Gordon. And then Pat McCaw gives them a guy at 6'7 that can handle the ball a little bit, is a decent defender. Um, But gets them two quality players plus a draft pick other than having just Eric Gordon on the roster for that amount of salary. So the next team to cover in the Western Conference is the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, The Clippers this year made some big moves, picking up Kawhi Leonard in free agency and making a big trade to get Paul George. Um, So far, it's worked out. They're the number two team in the West heading into this restart. And I personally think that they have one of the best chances out of any team to win the championship this year. Um, Right up there, along with the Lakers and the Bucks. Um, those three teams are widely seen as the favorites to win the championship this year. Um, as far as this offseason goes, though, um, the uh, free agents for the Clippers are Marcus Morris, Montrezl Harrell, Patrick Patterson, Reggie Jackson, Joe Kim Noah, and they have the, the number 59 pick in this draft they'll have about nine million in cap space. Um, as far as needs, I think their biggest needs are power forward. Um, like I said, Marcus Morris is going to be a free agent and I think backup point guard is going to be big for them. Um, Reggie Jackson leaving and Lou Williams being more of a, uh, backup shooting guard leaves them only with Patrick Beverly. Um, I need to get a little bit more depth there I think their biggest need and their biggest uh, priority is going to be bringing Montrezl Harrell back um but they're not going to pay him too much to be their backup center he does he he helps their their backups a ton he he and Lou Williams make it to where there's really no no second unit in the NBA that's better than them um But, uh, you know, the Clippers are not going to overspend to keep those guys because they're trying to build around Kawhi and Paul George and win a championship. Um, As far as trades go, I have them making one trade with the Wizards. I have them sending Jermichael Green and Rodney Magruder along with the number 57 pick for Mo Wagner. Um, This does a couple things. It opens up. About six million in cap space for them for this next off season, so they'd have closer to fifteen. Um, and Mo Wagner gives them a guy that can play the center or the power forward. He's about six foot eleven. Um, you probably want him playing more center than power forward. He's a little slow um, side to side, um, but picking up a guy like this allows you to lose a guy like Montrezl Harrell because now you can have uh, Mo Wagner and. Evita Zubac be your your centers, um, Mo Wagner with uh, more more touches. I think can make up for a lot of the production that uh, Montrezl Harrell will be leaving. Um, but <clears throat> I think Montres Harrell will probably get paid somewhere around sixteen to twenty million this season, and so you're getting close to the same production for about. 14 to 18 million less for the for the season. Um, yeah, and you know, losing guys like Rodney Magruder and J. Michael Green lose depth for the Clippers. Um, but I think they can make up for that in free agency and maybe picking up a couple second-round picks in this draft. So the next team to cover in the Western Conference is the Clippers counterpart in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the Lakers are the number one seed in the West going into the, the restart of the season. Um, the experiment with LeBron James and Anthony Davis has worked great so far. Um, and I I would not be surprised to see them win a title this year. Um, I think the Bucks are going to be... A big competition for them, and I think the Clippers in the in the Western Conference playoffs is going to be a big challenge for them. But I think the Clip the Lakers might be able to get it done. Um, as far as this free agency goes, um, the the free agents for the Clipper or for the Lakers are Jared Dudley, Dwight Howard, Mark Keith Morris, Dion Waiters, and DeMarcus Cousins. Now, DeMarcus Cousins was already a free agent. They released him around the trade deadline so they could have another roster spot open. Um, but everybody really expects him to be back with the team this this next season for them to sign him back. Um, he was looking good, ready to go for them, and then he, uh, tore his ACL, and so he was out for this season. Um, but it sounds like they like having him around, um... And if he can get to even 80% of what he was before he started getting injured, you have one of the best centers in the NBA right there. Um, as far as picks, the Lakers have the number 29 pick. And they'll be about $5 million over the cap heading into free agency. I think their biggest needs are to solidify that secondary ball handler along with LeBron James. Um, they've gone through a lot of different guys this year. That's why they brought in Dion Waiters. Um, they have a lot of other guys on the roster that they've tried. Um, but nobody that can really handle the ball handling duties um, at a high enough level for them to not look to replace them. Um, I think they need to solidify the center position. Um, JaVale McGee has one more year on his, his contract. Um, as I said, Dwight Howard is a free agent. And DeMarcus Cousins is a free agent. They really don't have any other centers on the roster. And then I really think they need to trade Kyle Kuzma. They thought about doing it at the trade deadline. I think they need to just go ahead and do it. Um, He still has a lot of value to some teams. And he just is not a good fit with LeBron and Anthony Davis. But I think he could be a good fit on a team where he could come off the bench and be the main guy off the bench for a team. Um, so the trade I have the Lakers doing involves Kyle Kuzma and this is this is a big trade this is a trade kind of going all in deciding you know and this is the type of trade you do if they don't win the finals and they're they're close this is kind of an all-in trade to kind of maximize LeBron James era um, so they send Danny Green Kyle Kuzma Contavius Caldwell Pope the number 29 pick and Quinn Cook, along with three future second-round picks to the Wizards for Bradley Beal. Um, Bradley Beal would give them an amazing score at the shooting guard position. He can handle the ball. That helps their their secondary ball handling um, problem that they had. Um, this frees up some a couple or two million more in cap space for them. It opens up some roster spots for them to uh, find some Veterans that are looking to chase rings um, to bring in, and for the Wizards, it gives them guys a guy in Danny Green, who's a great three and D shooting guard. Contavious Caldwell Pope, a really good uh, three and D shooting guard as well, can also play. They can both also play a small forward, and then Kyle Kuzma, a guy to run their backup unit, especially now that with the Clippers, I had them send away Mon, uh, Mo Wagner. Um, Kyle Kuzma can be the guy to kind of do the majority of the scoring off the bench for the Wizards. So the next team to cover in the Western Conference is the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, the Grizzlies this year traded away Mike Conley. They traded away um, Mark Gasol at last year's trade deadline. So this is a completely different team. They're very young. They're very athletic. They're long and energetic. Um, that rhymed. <laughs> um their free agents going into this offseason are Josh Jackson and DeAnthony Melton. Um, they have the number 40 and... Oh, my bad. Just the number 40 pick. They will have have about 1 million in cap space. And before I go any further, um, the cap space numbers that I'm using are the numbers that the league put out before the suspension of the season. There's a lot of people that believe the, uh, the cap will go down to make up for lost revenue. I do believe that the NBA can, they have enough in their stores, um, they have enough cash reserves to keep the cap at the same number and be just fine. Now, it may not increase as much over the next couple years because of that, but I think they can keep the number at that number. 115 million, I think they can keep that number that they're projecting. Um, now, as far as knee, <clears throat> as 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 far as needs go for this team, um, for the Grizzlies, I see Wings being a big one. Um, they have Justice Winslow now. Um, Dylan Brooks is a good player for them there. <clears throat> but I think they need to just add more depth there, add more length, more guys that can defend. And then I think they need to focus on the backup point guard position. They have Tyus Jones, but as I said earlier, with the the Mavericks, I have or with the Golden State Warriors, I have them trading Tyus Jones to them. And I think they need to find somebody that can really fill the void at point guard when uh, John Morant is not on the floor. So I have them making a few trades. Um, First one is... So first trade is a trade with the Bulls. They're sending them Gorgie Zhang. They're getting back Luke Cornett, Cristiano Felicio, Felicio, and the number 47 pick. Um, This will open up a little bit of cast space for them. Gives them a guy in Luke Cornett that can space the floor at 7'2". Gives them an extra pick. And Felicio, just like Gorgie Zhang, his... Contract will be done at the end of this year, and so you're really just keeping him on the roster um, just as as a filler. Um, if they if they really want to stretch his contract, they could do that. Um, if they could find another team to swap him to, they could do that too. But I kind of think they're just going to have to hold on to him. But it helps them clear about uh, six, seven million in cap with this trade. Um, next trade is with the Warriors. They're sending Tyus Jones to the Warriors, as I said before. They're getting back Kevon Looney, Damian Lee, and Justin, Justin Toscano-Anderson. Um, Damian Lee gives them a guy at 6'5". that can play the shooting guard or the small forward. Has decent ball handling abilities. Has, is a good defender, so it helps on the wing. Justin Toscano-Anderson is a guy that can play small forward or the power forward. Uh, A little undersized at the power forward. But he's a good defender there. Um, Pretty strong guy. And Kavon Looney just helps solidify that center position more. Now you'll notice in these last couple trades I've made. They got rid of one center. And they've brought in three so far. Um, And so as we move into the. Further into this mock off season. They're going to have to find a way to dump those. A couple extra centers. Um. And the final trade is they send Kyle Anderson to the Knicks. In return, they're getting Wayne Ellington and the number 38 pick. Um, They like Kyle Anderson, but this trade is more about uh, getting that number 38 pick and being able to clear some money earlier. Um, Wayne Ellington's contract will end a year earlier than Kyle Anderson's will, so it'll just help them in the summer of 2021 to have some room to move to really solidify this team. So the next team to cover in the Western Conference is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, the Timberwolves had a disappointing year this season. Um, they were an okay team, kind of okay team when Carl Anthony Towns was healthy. Uh, when he was out, they were just awful. Uh, they made a trade mid, mid, uh, mid-season mid to send D'Angelo Russell Or get D'Angelo Russell sending away Andrew Wiggins. Um, D'Angelo Russell gives them that point guard of the future. He's also really good friends with Carl Anthony Towns. Um, So I think that partnership there can really work for them. Um, As far as free agents for this year go, the free agents for the Timberwolves are Evan Turner, Juan Hernan Gomez, and Malik Beasley. Uh, Evan Turner, I, I don't think they have really much interest in bringing him back. Um but his eight, 18 million a season coming off the board is going to really help them a lot with cap space. Um but I think Juan her Hernandez Gomez and especially Malik Beasley are going to be big priorities for them to bring back this offseason. They have the number 5, the number 16 and the number 33 pick. Um as far as cap space for this offseason goes, uh, the Timberwolves will have $19 million in cap space going into this offseason. Now, I think, again, that a lot of that is going to go to bringing back um, Malik Beasley and Juan Warner, Warner Hernan Gomez. I think their biggest needs are defensive uh, big. Somebody can help take the pressure off of Carl Anthony Towns on the defensive end. And then they need some wings that can shoot the ball. Um... They have some good long wings that have different uh, abilities. Josh Kogi, great uh, wing defender. Uh, Jared Culver is still really young. But he's long. He could probably be a really good defender, good ball handler. Uh, but they really don't have those guys that can really knock down shots on the wing. And so I think that will be a big uh, priority for them. So I have them making uh, three different trades. First one is with the Pistons. Uh, they're sending the number three pick to the Pistons. In return, they're getting back the number five pick and Derek Rose. Um, so they moved down a couple couple spots in the draft. I think they're okay with that. They can f- still find somebody there. But getting a guy like Derek Rose is going to be huge for them um, to solidify the backup point guard position. Um, he's played with the Timberwolves before, um, so he has experience playing in Minnesota, playing with Carl Anthony Towns. Um, next trade is with the Hornets I have them sending um, James Johnson and the number 33 pick to the Hornets for Jalen McDaniels this trade is mostly to help them clear salary cap space Um, James Johnson's making $15 million Uh, Jalen McDaniels is making (laughs) $900,000 so it helps them clear a lot of cap space and all it costs them is a second round pick and the next trade, the final trade that I have them making, is a three-team trade involving the Trailblazers and the Kings. So in this trade, the Timberwolves are receiving Trevor Ariza. The Kings are receiving Mario Hazonia, uh, Jake Layman, and Rodney Hood. And the Trailblazers are receiving uh, Harrison Barnes. Um, for the, the uh, Timberwolves, this gives them a great defender that can hit a decent amount of threes in Trevor Ariza the Trailblazers getting Harrison Barnes helps solidify that small forward slash power forward position, um, which has really been a struggle for them this season. And then for the Kings, they get some good young talent. Uh, Mario Hozonia Jake Lehman, and a guy like you know Rodney Hood is going to be coming back from a torn Achilles. I don't know how much he'll play next year, but I think getting him in their system um, might be able to sign him back uh, when he's healthy and have a really good wing there that can also do some ball handling duties. Um, biggest thing, though, for the, in this trade for the uh, the Kings is it helps them open up a ton of cap space. And the Timberwolves, making that trade, sending away James Johnson, opened up the cap space to just bring in Trevor Reza's contract. Alright, so next team to cover in the Western Conference is the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, The Pelicans this year got the number one pick, took Zion Williamson. They hired David Griffin as their new GM and are really moving in a new direction. They traded away Anthony Davis, got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart out of that deal. Um, Got some more future picks, um, signed J.J. Redick in the offseason. This is a completely different team than what they were just a year ago. Um, and I think they, they really have a bright future, but they really need to make sure that they are careful about who they decide to put around Zion Williamson going forward. Um, careful about when and where they decide to spend their money. Um, so going into this off season, their free agents are Derek Favors, Etuan Moore, Brandon Ingram, Jaleel Okafor, Frank Jackson, and Kenrich Williams. Um, I think... Bringing Brandon Ingram back is going to be a big priority for them. Um, he'll probably get a max contract. He had a great year this year. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he averaged somewhere around twenty-four points a game, five rebounds, and five assists. Somewhere around there, it might be six boards and four re- or six boards and four assists, or something like that. Um, so he he moved himself up into All Star consideration. Um, and looks like he could be a really good pairing with Zion Williamson going forward. Um, I think Derek favors is probably the next priority for the team, uh, making a decision on him. You know, he's a great defensive center. He was, he made their defense so much better when he was on the floor. Um, but it'll be interesting to, to see if they want to pay him or kind of go forward with cheap younger centers like Jackson Hayes, and then find a couple cheap guys on in the free agent market to kind of fill that spot there. Um, As far as picks go, they have the number 13, number 39, and number 60 pick. Um, And oh yeah, uh, the draft lottery has not taken place yet. That happens August, I I believe it's August 20th. Um, so at that point, any picks between 1 and 14 will actually be finalized. So when I say that they have the 13th pick or that the Warriors have the first pick, that's just based off of standings right now. Um, on August 20th, we'll figure out exactly where they are. Um, as far as cap space, the, uh, the Pelicans have $32 million in cap space going into this offseason. Um, I think their biggest needs are to solidify the center position. Uh, like I said, Derek Favors is a free agent. You have a young guy like Jackson Hayes, but I don't think he's ready to step up and be the starting center for a team yet. Uh, so they need to figure out exactly what they're doing there at the center position. And then they, they need to find some more wings. Um, Brandon Ingram is looking awesome. Uh, Josh Hart is a good player. Um... But they don't have much depth there. And to really compete against the best teams, you gotta have guys that can guard Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, uh Antetokounmpo, all these type of guys. And so that'll be uh, key for them to, to start finding more guys in that you know 6'6 six, six to 6'9 six, range that can defend, that can hit open threes. Um, the trade that I have, I have the, the Pelicans making two trades. I have them sending uh, Darius Miller and the number 60 pick to the Magic in return for Michael Frazier. Um, this move just gets them a younger guy and l- allows them to get off of six million dollars um, from uh, Darius Miller's uh, seven million that he is owed. Michael Frazier's making one million, um, so it's just it's it's a move to open up cap space for themselves. And then the other move I had them making is with the Spurs. They are sending uh, Josh Hart to the Spurs. In return, they get uh, Rudy Gay and Chemezi Um, This is a move. Um, this is why you may make the Miller move to open up even more cap space for themselves. But Rudy Gay, guy that can play the power forward or the small forward. 6'8", very long uh very good score. Decent defender. Um, he gets by at that position. And then Chemezi Matu can play the power forward or the center. Um, long and rangy, rangy and athletic. Just doesn't have very many basketball skills, but he's a he's a really good athlete with good length. So next is the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder this year made some big changes. They traded away Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Um, got a lot of draft picks back. Got Chris Paul back, Danilo Gallinari, Shea Gilgis-Alexander in those trades. Um, and it looked like they were going to be on the outside of the playoffs this year. Um, but they have, they have enough talent there with Paul Gallinari, Gilgis-Alexander, Schroeder, uh, Steven Adams that they are, I think they're the fifth or sixth seed right now heading into this restart. Um. They can be a dangerous team because they have some smart veterans. They have good defenders, but they don't have very much depth. Um, Their free agents this offseason, though, are Danilo Gallinari, Andre Roberson, and Nerlens Noel. They have the number number 25 pick and the number 51 pick. And they have $10 million in cap space. I think their biggest needs are help on the wing. Um, they have a lot of young athletic guys on the wing right now, but none of them that can really um, play substantial NBA minutes. And then they need to add more shooting um, for the same reason. You know, they have guys like Terrence Ferguson, Hemi Diallo, uh, Lugentz um There's another guy I'm trying to think of. Uh, DeAndre Burton. A lot of these younger guys that are great athletes, but they just really don't have any like NBA skills yet. So they can be okay on the floor defensively. Every now and then they do a highlight dunk. But they can't hit open shots and not great ball handlers or anything like that. So they need to find more complete players, really. More shooting to put around this team. Um, So the one trade that I have them making... Um, addresses the shooting need and addresses the the need at the wing. Um, They are sending to the Magic Dennis Schroeder in the number 25 pick. In return, the Magic are sending Evan Fournier. Uh, Evan Fournier is 6'7", can play the shooting guard or the small forward. Great shooter, great offensive player, great offensive creator. Um, Not a great defender. I mean, he does okay. Um, you'd, You'd rather have a great defender next to him so that he can play on the weaker guys. Um, And then for the Magic, you know, they get that number 25 pick just to add another young talent. And Dennis Schroeder can help replace DJ Augustine, who they're losing in free agency this year. Or could be losing in free agency, rather. So next up is the Phoenix Suns. Um, The Suns added in Ricky Rubio this offseason. They added some other veterans, too, but Ricky Rubio is probably the most important one. Just because it gave them a competent player at the point guard position, uh, the year before they were running a bunch of really young guys at the point guard that have no NBA experience and really none of them show even close to All Star or even just normal starter potential. Um, so adding Ricky Rubio helped out a lot there, but they're still they're still a few pieces away. Um, they have a good uh, two man and. Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton but they need to solidify their power forward position and their small forward position. They need to fig- figure out if Kelly Oubre or Mikhail Bridges are the guys of the future or if they need to go looking out for more guys and they may- need to make a decision on a guy like Dario Saric who's going to be a restricted free agent this year. Um, their free agents are Aaron Baines, Dario Saric as I said before and Javon Carter. They have the number 10 pick And the number 39 pick. They have about 23 million in cap space. And as I said before, I think their biggest needs are at the power forward, Uh, making a decision on Sarge, and probably finding another guy to play at the power forward as well. Um, And guard depth. They need to find, they have a lot of guys at that position, but they need like an actual backup point guard that when uh, Ricky Rubio is off the floor, they're not getting destroyed. Um, that's what was happening this year. Now, maybe Ty Jerome can grow into that guy. Um, maybe Kobo or Javon Carter can continue to develop. But I really think that they need to put some of those pieces together and actually find themselves a backup point guard there. Um, so I have them making two trades. Now, neither of these trades uh, take care of their backup point guard need. I think they can take care of that in the draft if they absolutely need to. Um, So I have them sending to the Pacers the number 10 pick. In return, they're getting Jeremy Lamb and Doug McDermott. Uh, Jeremy Lamb is a great uh, shooting guard as a backup. Um, Great shooter. Long and quick enough to be a decent defender. And then Doug McDermott is just a great spot-up shooter. He's not going to do a ton of a lot more than that on the court. But he can knock down just about any shot and very, very reliable from there. Um and the other trade I have the the sun's making is with the magic. I have them sending uh Elio Kobo, Jalen Lecu, Frank Kaminsky to the Magic for Alfa Aminu and Ken Birch. Kem Birch helps fill in the uh backup center position that they're uh if Aaron, if Aaron Baines becomes too expensive and they can't bring him back, he helps fill that role. And then Alfred Camino gives them a guy that can play the power forward or the small forward. Very long, good defender. Really, really good defender. Um, and can knock down threes at a, at a decent rate. So next up in the Western Conference is the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the Trailblazers last year made it to the Western Conference Finals. And, real, and I've, I've brought this up before. They really shouldn't have... They just got on, an, on a great side of the bracket to where the two teams they had to beat in the first and second round really weren't that tough of teams. I think if they had been on the other side, they probably would have been out in the first round or maybe the second round. Um, so they they kind of went all in on this team that they had already, and I, I really don't think that that was wise. Um, they are probably going to miss the playoffs this year. Now, maybe when they get into these seeding games, and they get into the uh, the the tournament to get into the playoffs, maybe they can sneak their way in, but I, I really think that they need to kind of overhaul this team. Um, but their free agents this year are Hassan Whiteside, Carmelo Anthony, Caleb Swanigan, and Wenyan Gabriel. Now, all four of those guys, I honestly, I would just let them all walk, all four of them. Um, none of them are really... Adding that much to the team. They the so far the Trailblazers have the number 14 and the number 44 pick in this year's draft. Um, they are set to have about three million in cap space this year, um, and I think their biggest needs are on the wing. Um, you know, if Rodney Hood comes back and he's healthy, and they decide not to trade him to somebody else, he can help out there. Um, but this year they are running with Trevor Reza and Carmel Anthony, two players that are very much past their prime. So I think they need to solidify themselves there. Um, they need to figure out the backup point guard position. Now maybe Anthony Simons can develop enough to become that guy there. Um, but I haven't seen much out of him yet. And then, uh, they need to figure out the backup center position. Um, you know, Yusuf Nurkic was hurt this whole year, so having Hassan Whiteside around was good because he could play those minutes for them. But they're not going to bring Whiteside back unless he takes a huge discount. Um, so they need to figure out somebody to play behind Nurkic um, that will give them the you know those solid minutes there, and not let them get destroyed defensively when uh, when he's not on the floor. Um, so the one trade I had them making, I brought this up earlier in the King and uh, the Timberwolves uh, discussion. And, you know, when when I talk about the Kings, it'll come up again. But it's a three-team trade. The Kings are receiving Mario Hazonia, Jake Lehman, and Rodney Hood. The Timberwolves are receiving Trevor Rizzo. And the... Uh, Trailblazers are receiving Harrison Barnes in this trade. Now, the Trailblazers are taking on the most salary here. Um, This is a move that is kind of, a like I said, kind of overhauling the roster and moving in a different direction, but still still kind of keeping things together. You're still keeping the core of Lillard, McCollum, and, and Nurkic together. But with Harrison Barnes, you get a guy that can start at either the three or the four. Um, he's signed for the next three years. He's on a contract that's going to descend in value, so each year he'll get about two million dollars cheaper. And you know he's a guy that, when needed, he can take over and be the number one scorer on the team. But he's also figured out how to sh- how to hit the three at a decent rate. He's a decent. He's a pretty good defender. Um, I think this would help solidify the Trailblazers quite a bit going forward. So next is the Sacramento Kings. Um, As I said before, they're part of that Trailblazers-Timberwolves trade. But I'm going to have them doing a lot of moves here because this team, they have some good pieces to build around. Like De'Aaron Fox is a good piece to build around. Um, Marvin Bagley looks like he can develop, as long as he can stay healthy, he can develop into a very good starter. Um, But other than those two, they really need to decide what they're going to do with this team. Their free agents going into this offseason are Kent Bazemore, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Alex Len, Yogi Ferrell, Harry Giles. Um, they have the number 12 pick, the number 35 pick, the number 43, and the number 53 pick. They are set to have about $16 million in cap space. Their biggest needs are at the small forward position. Um. Harrison, like I said, Harrison Barnes kind of plays there. We're now we're gonna end up trading him. But even if he's sticking around, they really just don't have that great of depth at the power forward position. They have a lot of guys that should probably be playing the shooting guard, that just or playing the power forward that kind of just get put into the small forward position. And then they need to pick a direction of what where they're going. Um, are you gonna build around Fox and Bagley, or is it time to to pick just one and really overhaul the team. Um, They keep trying to add in these veterans and they really don't end up working out. Um, So they need to figure out exactly what it is that their vision is with this team. Um, As far as trades go, I have them making three. Um, I brought up the the three-team one earlier with the Timberwolves and the, the Trailblazers. In that one, what they're getting out of it is Mario Hazonia, Rodney Hood, and Jake Lehman. Uh, Rodney Hood is, gives them a guy that can play the small forward, but can also handle the ball a little bit, take those responsibilities off of De'Aaron Fox every now and then. Uh, Jake Layman's a good spot-up shooter, and Mario Hazonia is a guy that can play the small forward or the power forward, and is really just looking to be a scorer off the bench. All right, so this next trade I have, the Kings making, is with the Celtics. They are sending to the Celtics Nemanja Villaliza. the. Kings and returner getting the number seventeen pick, Javante Green, Vincent Pore, and Semi Um This trade gives the the Celtics a really good spot-up shooter um, with length in Bielitsa, and it gives the uh, the Kings some more young pieces to work with and a and a good draft pick um, for them to continue finding more young pieces to build this team with. Um, Javante Green might not make the team. Um, he's a decent athlete, but, uh, he's one of these guys where he, on any team, he'd probably be the 14th or 15th guy on the roster if he made the team. Uh, but Vincent Porré would give them, uh, some more center depth, a guy that, um, really skilled has nice touch around the basket could probably get to the point where he can space it out to the three pointer. And then Semi Ojale is one of these guys that, if you listen to me, I really like these guys that are big-bodied guys that can really defend and can muscle up on, on guys. Um, he's about 6'6", 6'7", but he weighs around 240. Really long arms, good defender, moves his feet well. And again, like I said, can body up these bigger guys. So when, like, the Celtics play the Bucks, Semi Ojale is the guy that you'd put on Giannis to kind of slow him down. I mean, you're not going to completely stop Giannis I don't think anybody can do that but Semi's one of those guys in the league that can can at least slow him down for a little bit and the final trade that I have the Kings making is with the Miami Heat Um, this trade gives them um, some more money to work with and uh, some more young pieces to start or to continue building around Um, so they are sending Corey Joseph and the number 35 pick to the Heat um, we'll give the heat a good backup point guard in Corey Joseph, especially if Goran Dragic uh, does not come back to them this off season. And the Kings are in return receiving, uh, Chris Silva and, um, Casey, Akpala. Um, these two, um, more end of the roster guys. Um, Akpala is very young. He's a long athletic guy. Um, in, in uh, college at Stanford. He kind of ran the point guard for them. Um, so he could develop into something. And Chris Silva is just a nice guy to have towards the end of your bench. A high uh, high character, high high motor type guy. He's going to outwork just about anybody that ever hops on the court with him. Um, so just, you know, Silva's just a great guy to have in the locker room. And Hawk Paula is... Kind of the prize there is a guy that you can develop into a star, hopefully, um, in time. All right, so now we are to the last two teams in the Western Conference. Um, so first up is the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the Spurs this season uh, figured out that they are no longer a title-contending team, and that they're going to need to look more towards developing their their young guys and building around their younger guys, uh, building around Dejounte Murray, Derek White um and hopefully they can find some uh big time pieces as time goes on here um their free agents going into this offseason are marco bellinelli jaka pertle and uh Bryn forbes they have the number 11 and the number 41 pick and they'll ha- they'll be about three million over the cap right now um my I feel that their biggest needs are to start a rebuild. Um, they still have guys like DeMarcus or uh, DeMar DeRozan, Lamarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay, Patty Mills still on their roster. All four of those guys could get them some value from other teams around the league. And I would not be uh, shy about moving on from any of those guys to try and get some value, try and get some younger guys to continue building around with this team. Um,. No. So I have them uh, doing three trades here. Uh, first is with the, the Nets, and that is sending LaMarcus Aldridge to the Nets in return for the number 20 pick, uh, uh, Tayshon Prince, Timothy Luau-Cabreau, and DeAndre Jordan. Um, this trade gets um, a young wing in, in Tayshon Prince, another young wing in, in uh Lawu Cabarro, who's more of a backup, um, Prince could actually become a long-term starter for the team, and then DeAndre Jordan just helps solidify the center position for a little bit. Um, I'd probably try and flip him again at the trade deadline for some more young pieces or maybe some draft picks. Um, next trade is with the the Bucks. They are sending to the Bucks Patty Mills. In return, they're getting Ursani Niliusova and DJ Wilson. Um, again, this is just to to get off of contracts um at least so we could give them a little bit more uh uh consistency at the four dj wilson's a guy at the center or at the power forward um still very young very athletic um but really hasn't been able to put it together yet the final trade for the spurs is with the pelicans and they are sending uh chemezi matu and rudy gay to the pelicans in return for uh josh hart um this gets them a guy in Josh Hart that can play the 1, the 2, or the 3. Um, decent defender, really good shooter, um, really just a really good all-around player. Um, and again, just another young piece for them to start this rebuild around. Um, if they can find a trade for DeMar DeRozan, um, I would do it. But I I wasn't able to think of a trade right off the bat. Um, so currently he is still on the roster, but he only has one year left of his Contract with the team. Finally, the last team in the Western Conference is the Utah Jazz. Um, the Jazz this year um, didn't go all in, but they went. They um, they made some big pushes to try and become more competitive. Um, but I don't. I think they're just a little bit off right now. They made the big trade to get Mike Conley. They signed Boyan Bogdanovich in free agency. Um, Bogdanovich is going to be out for the rest of this season and through the playoffs. So we won't really get to see exactly what this team could do in the playoffs. Um, but I think their biggest need is to put more, um, more depth around this team, um, to the point where it's not just a seven, eight, maybe nine man rotation. They have guys from like one to 12 that can play big minutes for them and get and contribute for the team. Um, their free agents going into this offseason are Jordan Clarkson, Emmanuel Mudiay, and Juwan Morgan. They have the number 24 pick. They'll be about $3 million over the cap. Um, I think their biggest needs are more size. Um, they kind of played really small this year, except for at the center position, of course. Um, they need to build up this defense. Um, they had a great offense this year, but they just really weren't able to stop teams um, the way they usually would. And I think adding some more athleticism uh, would, would be good for them. Uh, just guys that can get to the basket at any time on the defensive end. They can make up for um, missing assignments or being out position just with athleticism. Um, I have them making one trade, and it's with the Pistons. And it, it's just to get off of salary. Um, but it is sending uh, Ed Davis... Uh, Rajon Tucker and Nigel Williams Goss to the Pistons for the number 59 pick in this year's draft again this is you, you open up three roster spots by doing this and you they're taking off about eight million or so in in their cap which will allow them in the offseason to to make some moves hopefully bring Jordan Clarkson back maybe bring Emmanuel Moutier back and then also use their uh, mid-level exception um, which, if they use it like they did with uh, Ed Davis this year, is about $5 million a year. But they could go for the full mid-level, sign somebody to about a four-year, about $42 million contract. Um, but I think the biggest thing for the Jazz is to add, some, add, more, add more of a dearth of talent. Um, they're starting five, and you know, a couple, first few guys off the bench are really good. It's just, they really struggle once they get past those first few guys. If they have any troubles with injuries, um, they just really don't have the amount of depth that they need to really be competitive. Um, so with that, we'll go ahead and end this episode. Um, I, if you notice, I, I recorded this episode in like three different locations, uh, at like three or four different times. Um, but I, I I needed to get this episode out. Um, it's been a while since um, I've gotten one of these podcasts out, and I need to start getting more of these out again. Um, and so I'll be expecting to see, with more regularity, these episodes come out. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. And again, thank you for listening. And uh, you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Wasatch Basketball Pod. Bye.